0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hearts and Partick Thistle are told their battle should go through an SFA arbitration process. John McLaughlin believes he's joined something special at Rangers as he vows to push Alan McGregor for a start and Jake Hastie's back at Motherwell. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me tonight is Alex Ray. Yeah, good evening Alison. What a day in Scottish football again. So no litigation and open court. So for that, it's a result for the SPFL. It looks as if it's going to an independent arbitration by a SFA uh, three-man independent panel. And I'm sure we'll get plenty of calls on this tonight, Alison. You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025. So let's explain a little bit about what Please. happened today. Hearts and Partick Thistle, of course, went to the court of session with a legal battle against the SPFL to try and overturn the relegation, which in turn would block the promotions of Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Cove Rangers. If they can't overturn the relegation, they're looking for compensation. So there's been a three-day hearing at the court of session via video link. Today, Lord Clark ruled that the clubs are bound by SFA articles and the SPFL rules to go through an arbitration process for such a dispute. Now, Hearts and Partick Thistle wanted this to be heard in an open court. It now will be heard behind closed doors. We need to be clear that this really doesn't have much to do with the SFA in terms yeah. of they will facilitate, facilitate this. But it's an independent three-person panel which will be convened. Now, the SFA don't appoint that panel. Yeah. It's up to Hearts, Partick Thistle and the SPFL to appoint who will sit in this panel. So there'll be a chairperson plus the arbitrators. So for the process, we would like to think that this will be done fairly quickly. So first of all, they all need to refer this to the SFA as if, as in, we want this to happen. Yeah. They then need to appoint the arbitrators and the chairperson and they need to do all of that before they can even agree a date as to when it's going to begin. Well done. Did that make sense? You know what you've done, brilliant. Now. <laughs> and uh, you're absolutely right. They they need a chairperson. They they will have two lawyers who will be the other two, and it'll be the SPFL will have their guy sitting mm. on that three man panel, and you also have Hearts and Partick Thistle's guy sitting on it. Uh, I would imagine there'll be other legal guys behind the scenes as well because it's going to be a mishmash of legal argument to see how this pans out, Alison and. Um, Ideally, this would have been the ideal way for Hearts to go down this this avenue because the court of arbitration is the natural pro, uh, process due to the SFA Articles Association, which is signed up as a member club. Mm-hmm. But they went straight to to try and go to to open court, uh, and and I think their their reason behind that was that they wanted to try and get this out in the open uh, because of the whole mess of you know the way it was handled at the beginning with the, the Dundee vote and so forth. So. Uh, in that respect, I think it's a, it's a big win for the SPFL to get them to go to uh, arbitration rather than, than the open court. And if you're looking at the good news for uh, Hearts, uh, I think getting access to the, the documentation yeah. that was, you know, the, the SPFL were trying to yeah, the SPFL were trying to hold that back and say that it was uh, highly confidential. So you look at all this, Alison, in, in there, and I think one of the key things for, for the judge summing up as well was, like he says, don't accuse Hearts and Partick Thistle of holding a gun to Scottish football but trying to pursue this you know they try to go through 
the process of reconstruction and within a couple of days after that they didn't delay within three days I think it was that they then uh, you know tried to uh, go down the legal route so uh, you know, the fight goes on and it looks as if it's going to be, well, as the judges said, hopefully it's done and dusted by the 1st of August. So yep. whether they can do that in that time scale, who knows? As you can imagine, both sides have released statements after the decision yes. today. The SPFLs is short and sweet. We welcome today's decision at the court of session that this case will be dealt with under the Scottish FA's arbitration process. We will now prepare for the Scottish FA arbitration. That was it. Short yeah, it's all sweet, yep. Hearts and Partick Thistle have released a joint statement. Lord Clark found in our favour in two motions while we were unsuccessful in one. While denied the opportunity for a public hearing in court, this simply means we'll now pursue the same outcome in a different forum. Importantly, we were successful in the motion, as you say, Alex, to get access to a number of documents that will be key to support our case in arbitration. Both clubs are also pleased to have received a fair hearing and it's important to point to Lord Clark's words that I do not blame the petitioners for raising proceedings or seeking arbitration whilst that important and potentially crucial alternative brackets of reconstruction was available and was actively being facilitated by the SPFL we promised our supporters that we'd fight for them and we'll continue to do so Yeah, I think when you look at both parties the SPFL have clearly uh, won the, 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 the right to go down the the you know the, the panel the three-man panel Alison Steyer of normal court so that's a big win for them also they, they picked up you know the Hearts and Partick Thistle had to pick up 50% of the legal mm-hmm. cost for the SPFL that's another win so I think the documentation uh, from Hearts' perspective will mean that they now uh, have access to these documents and a lot of people have been looking for that you know I think even going back to Rangers and I know that's another thing we don't want to go down that road they wanted to try and get some uh, uh, look at some of these documentation as well but again it was highly classified so again it's a win for Hearts to then trying to strengthen their case when when, when the court date uh, comes. 01419511025 is the number you need. And Ian in Hillhead's given us a call tonight. Hello, Ian. Yeah, hello. Hello. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a part of this season to get older and I've been a supporter of the club for over 50 years. My father and grandfather supported the club and and my son support the club and... uh, I wanted just to phone up and and, and give a perspective uh, sure. as a as a as a lifelong supporter of the club. And the first thing I want to say is I'm really proud of the way the club has uh, has dealt with this with, with this matter. I think they behave with great dignity. Uh, and 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 at the end of the day, all that the club was looking for was some sort of fair outcome. Now I don't know whether we're ever going to get a fair outcome out of this, mm-hmm. but what we should have is a fair hearing and. I think today's judgment, uh, if the SPL fail, think they've, they, they've won, then you know I don't think there is a winner in a situation like this. So the the the, the real win today was the fact that all the documentation is available, and, and we will find out the truth of what happened with the vote uh, that Dundee registered. And, and 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 at the end of the day, I trust the SFA and the process of the arbitrators because they'll be professional arbitrators yeah. that they'll come up with a judgment. Uh, that matters, but in, in all of this, I think the thing that people have to remember is Parkers is more than just a football club. If you look at the the work that the charitable trust has done during ta- the pandemic, providing meals to support people who can't provide food and deal with poverty in in, in that part of, in the part of Glasgow uh, around Mary Hill, you know. For for anyone that thinks that a great outcome would be that Partick Thistle would fold at the end of this, the club will not fold. The club will survive because of supporters 
like myself and the people that, that I attend the games with, we will support our club through this. It's disappointing uh, that in a time of need, our big Glasgow neighbours have done nothing to help us. And, and my old man and my grandfather, when I was growing up as a Thistle fan, told me not to expect anything out of that. So it's not uh, surprising that we stand here today in isolation, fighting our case with hearts. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a proud uh, supporter of the club and, and and just looking for uh, the fairest outcome that we can get. Alex, you know, to pick up what Ian says, this has always been about the clubs doing what's right or what they feel is right yeah. for them Absolutely. and their fans. Yeah, I think Ian uh, put it... Uh, Really well there When he says he's proud of Thistle We spoke to a few Hearts fans Over the last couple of weeks as well Ian. They both uh, said that they were proud of their club For, for standing up and trying to fight their case uh, Other clubs will be happy to you make the vote You know, they get paid out And there's not really any consequences to them So I, I've been championing, you know For these teams to actually go and fight their case Whether they win it or they don't I think the fact that they're rolled their sleeves up And they've had a go and they haven't accepted it I, I, I'm very much for that And, and, and Ian you'll know Over the years I've not had a great relationship With Partick Thistle fans So So No And the thing is No don't go down that road Ian We're trying <laughs> We're getting on so well here <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is What I'm saying is It's, it's Every club's entitled To fight their corner And Partick Thistle And Hearts are doing that And they've still got another uh, opportunity to do this Through As you say The, the SPF uh, Sorry The F SFA uh, Hearing which will be heard probably within the next month. So they still they still got a fighting yeah. chance to try mm. and get some sort of you know, outcome. Yeah, all I want, Alec, is is is, is some resolution. I mean, you, you put yourself in Ian McCall's position, and he's yeah. he's shown great dignity. He's not come out, you know, as the job of himself, Neil Scully, and and, and Alan Archibald. Yeah. These jobs are all at risk in, in a process that sees us play in a shortened league of twenty seven games. And and you know it's, they've shown great dignity in not getting dragged into something that they 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 they, 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 they can't impact. But uh, you know I really feel for these guys, and I feel for for, for the players that that have have signed contracts and shown some some loyalty. Yeah. But uh, one of, Ian, sorry, just one of, one of the things that you actually did touch on earlier on, and I think it was very well put as well. You says you, you you feel as if you'll get a fair hearing, and I think we have to make that clear. It's a three man independent hearing. The SFA will yeah, It's just that everyone that won't hear what's said, but it's still going to be a, a fair hearing. It yeah. was just, I think, Hearts and Partick Thistle would have preferred Absolutely. that it was in an open court for everyone. Yeah, Alison, what I mean by that well, is Ian's come on the show tonight and he yep. actually feels as if, right, okay, we've still got another crack. The case it, is still it, being yes, heard. And still, he feels yep. as if it's going Absolutely. to be fair because we live in a society where everybody thinks it's all kind of rigged. So, you know, I think it was well put by Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, we're now in the hands of the SFA to to to, to run a process. Now they're a professional organisation, and uh, I'm sure that they they they'll be keen to, to to run a process that's that's fair to to both Hearts and Park. There's still two professional clubs that have contributed a lot to the, to the Scottish uh, football scene over over many years, and uh, and and that that's the situation that we're in. And at the end of the day, I, I, I'd rather just draw a line. And if we get relegated, uh, trust me, I will be at Fur Hill supporting the team week in, week out. I, I, I've fallen out of love to the extent I, I, I will struggle to go to and pay money to away games for clubs that have, that have not backed us in any way, shape or form. And I'm more than happy to rack up the prices when Partick Thistle bring a, a massive away support to, 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 to their stadium. So I, I, I will struggle 
to go to away games to support uh, clubs who have not supported us through this crisis. But I will trust me, I will be a for all and buying a season ticket to support that club. You, because, you, uh, were you a regular attending attender at, uh, away games? Yes, normally, I, 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 right, yeah, okay. normally I would go to the majority of away games, and 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 you know, I won't I won't travel up to Dundee and pay Dundee inflated uh, gate gate money to to uh, to to watch a game. So I mean, and I'm, I'm sure many other Thistle fans will, will be in, in exactly the same position as myself. But you know, at the end of this, it will take a, a long time for us to forget what's happened to us as a football club, uh, and I, I think that's to the detriment of Scottish football. You know that the, the it, uh, when Scottish football needed to pull together to support two of its clubs, they, they failed to do that, and, and I think that that's a, a big stain on the professional game in Scotland. Thank you to Ian and Hillhead for his call tonight. George and Greenock has given us a call. You want to respond to something that Ian said, don't you, George? Yeah, um, what it is, Alison, I'm just going to hang two things. What it is, I'm going to I want to make a point against the guy there uh-huh. who was saying that Hearts and Party Thistle stand alone with our two big Glasgow counterparts doing nothing. But if they forget, Rangers were the first people to put this forward and everybody batted it down. No, I think I think you're right, uh, George. Rangers were where. Uh, I'm right, Alec. I know no, I'm right. no, no. Listen, I'm just uh, reinforcing what you're saying. Rangers were very much trying to get an independent uh, inquiry as well. Ian, you're still on the yeah. line as well. Obviously, you've yeah, just heard yeah. what George had to say there. Yeah, yeah. listen, uh, I, 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 I'm not going to get dragged into all the history, but when, when Patrick Thistle were going burst, uh, Rangers and Celtic did nothing to support us in, in that in that time of need. And so, so therefore, I'm, I'm not asking for Rangers or, or Celtic's uh, support in the matter. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we'll take our chances and make our arguments. You know, that that, that that's... Uh, that that has been the history of fifty years of being a Partick Thistle supporter. I accept that uh, Rangers and Celtic will do nothing to to, to help us, and, and and on the other side of that, then they have to accept that we'll do nothing to help them. George, George. But at the end of the day, you've got. But at the end of the day, you've got to realise these clubs have got wages to pay and stuff, and also they can't just go about helping people out. When Rangers get put into the lower leagues, nobody helped us out. You know what I mean? So they can't sit and say that. What's happened? has happened, and that's it. No, listen. It was just. I think. I think George is talking about generally. George is a f- uh, fifty years for him. Partick Thistle, and there's been times where he felt where there's been no support. I think if you take it in isolation, just this one time, Alison, I think it's fair to say Rangers were against some of the issues that's been going yeah. on. And, uh, they, they fought the case. They wanted an independent inquiry. So, I think that in the isolation in this instance, I think Rangers did try to help uh, Partick Thistle. Yes, definitely. I like that. That was the case. Okay, George. Thank you to George and Ian for their calls tonight. You can tell, you know, people feel very strongly about this, whether they're for it or against it. But as you said as well, we just need to hope that this is done before the season starts. So the season kicks off, you know, not under a cloud, but without this hanging over over Scottish football. Alison, I came into the building earlier on. I was talking to one of the engineers and I said, here we go again. We're going to end up talking about legal uh, implications. You're talking about arbitration. You're talking about... You know, all this uh, carry on. It's not really something that we are familiar with. We're no experts in it. You're just trying to pick up with bits and things that are happening along the way. Uh, and, and we're just trying to kind of give a, a, a kind of informed uh, what you're reading and where we're going with it in the future. But I really do hope it's finished by the 1st of August because it's really wrangled on too long. This is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Lindsay. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy on Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. As Hearts and Partick Thistle are told their battle against relegation should go through the SFA arbitration process. You can give us a call tonight, 0141-951-1025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Stephen and Erskine's on the line. Hello, Stephen. Hi, hello there. Good evening, guys. Hi, Stephen. Uh, I would just like to say, why are Thistle and Hearts so annoyed at all this? If they'd played some better football all season, they wouldn't be in this position. And now, because they were probably going to get relegated anyway, they're crying wolf. I mean, come on. They were playing rubbish. So why why can't they just accept what's what's happened? Do you not think, in terms of, I suppose, a, a pick-out Partick Thistle, Thistle yeah. who were a point adrift at the bottom with a game in hand? Do you understand why? They would be particularly can, upset at that. I can get Thistle a wee bit, but this Hearts thing, I mean, I feel as though Thistle have probably just jumped on the Hearts bandwagon, basically. It's stronger two than one. But I just don't get it. They've had a terrible season, both of them. So, ha- ha- so sorry, I'm just picking this up as well. Hearts were, what, four, four points, points yeah. adrift at the bottom? Yeah. They'd all played 30 games. Uh-huh. So... Four points behind Hamilton, six yep. points behind Ross County and St Mirren. Yeah, with yeah. games to play think, after the split. So yeah. again, I absolutely understand what you're saying, Stephen. Yeah. Hearts had a terrible season; they won four games. Yeah, but Hamilton had only won six. Yeah, but not that. When, I'm, when this, yeah, but when this virus started, let's face it: none of us knew if we would see football even after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Never mind now. So a decision had to be made. And I just don't feel that they were bottom of the league, both of them. Mm -hmm. So they just have to accept what we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know when the football would start again. And it goes back to what we said, that hindsight in this case is a wonderful thing. As as Stephen said, none of us knew what was going to happen. Exactly. But we had to make a decision, didn't we? Otherwise the whole of Scottish football was a collapse. So in, in terms of your point, in terms of the playing rubbish, Stephen, no one can get away for the point that, that, that Hearts and Partick Thistle are bottom of the league for a reason after 29, 30 games. Yeah. So you, you can't get away for that. Uh, again, back to the, I think when you look at the two clubs, Partick Thistles is clearly uh, a lot different in terms of having the one game in hand with a point of difference. And we've just had a, a Partick Thistle uh, fan on, on the other now, Ian, who says he's proud of his club. We have had Hearts fans saying proud. And, you know, they are, want their club and their board members to fight their case, Stephen. So I understand why they're there. I understand why people are saying, take your medicine and move on. Uh, but I, f- I think if you were affiliated with Partick Thistle or Hearts, you might have a different mindset. But I understand you're saying, they're bottom of the league, deal with it and let's move on. But so- then the flip side is that, you know, a club like Dundee United, who were so far ahead at the top of the championship yeah. under this action could actually lose out on promotion yeah. when actually nobody was going to catch them. I, I, Alison, I actually think they put that in there so that they would get batted down so they could go... F- I, I believe, for reconstruction. I, I believe that this whole thing is for compensation because of the timescale yeah. uh, after the reconstruction talks, they fell through. 
I believe this is all to do with compensation because see, he overturned this at this late stage. But see, see, going back to Stephen's point, going, yeah, they're bottom of the league. Charlton were uh, sitting in a relegation uh, place in the in England, the Championship, and since they've come back for that break, you know. If the games have taken place, it looks as if they're going to escape it quite easily. So there is teams that can actually get out of that position, Alison, and then there's examples of it. But again, we were just standing here. We will never know how this is going it's to It's if go. buts and maybe's yeah, and, 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 every, arg- no, and every argument yeah, on both course. sides. I'm just, I'm just giving an yeah, example absolutely. of a team that has uh, managed to claw yeah. its way out of that position. Yep. Stephen, in this case, uh, what do you hope then happens? Well, I, I would like them just to accept their medicine, maybe get a bit of compensation. Yeah. But the ten million that Hearts are, are claiming for is I feel is ridiculous. And just take a bit of compensation, get down and get on with it and get back up again if you're if you think you're that good. But on the point of Dundee United and Race Rovers, especially Dundee United, mm-hmm. I think that's a shame, you know, for yeah. them. They've worked hard points all season, yeah. they've played really well and to turn round to them and say because Hearts have spat the dummy basically uh, we're not letting you up I think no. Cove, I think Stephen I think Cove had actually cantered it as well they looked as if they were home and hoods as well didn't yeah. they you know in terms of in terms of getting up uh, and, yeah. and as you said there now I think you're saying but I think you touched on an interesting point there Stephen in terms of if compensation was agreed in some way to try and just put this to bed one way or another but I'm not even sure this has been put on the table you know some sort of I think because it started in this process they they put in as part of their process as part of their action if we don't overturn this relegation we want compensation so I think because it's all part of the same case Hearts and Partick Thistle want the whole thing heard because I suppose they don't want to just agree to compensation because then they'll be thinking what what if we had gone through this whole process what might happen we, we, I was listening to a guy a couple of weeks ago, a sports lawyer. Uh, I think it was uh, Winnie, the big yep. boy Winnie used to play. And he says Winnie. it's fifty-fifty, Alison. So it could, it could go for it against you, but if there was some sort of money on the table and you could actually claw that, then now would they maybe bite at that and avoid all this carnage? You know, you're listening to a guy like Ian who says he attends a lot of away games, mm-hmm. saying that because of the ramifications of this whole mess, he might not be going to away games, and and, and that only, and I think that would be pretty much the case for a lot of these clubs. So. It doesn't help anyone So try and mitigate Try and get some sort of Kind of Middle ground If there's some compensation Towards these two clubs To help them Get through the tough times ahead So It may be one option They'll look at Thank you to Stephen For his call We've got Robert In Mary Hill Hello Robert Hi guys How are you Good thank you Yourself Ah, Not bad Thanks Um, Just a Couple of wee points Um, I'm a Partick Whistle fan Mm -hmm. Um, I feel Right now, the things are the courts. Um, you know, when it's up to the SFA now, um, that's probably a good thing. Well, it's not up to but the SFA, feel... they're facilitating an independent panel. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, a and, three-man panel, uh, Robert. I just feel the sooner I just get an answer, the sooner I think fans will accept it more, to be honest. Um, to be honest, we've been poor the last couple of seasons, you know, ever since we've been relegated from the Premiership. You know, if we go down, it's up to us then to push back up again and cha- challenge again. Get better players in, get, you know, you know whatever in. Andy McCall's a good manager. He, mm-hmm. he knows we've won. He's won it with Fair United. But ho- hopefully we can stay in the Championship. But if we're in League One, 
fans are saying, oh, and they're not going to go out away games. No, I disagree with that. If you're a supporter, you can continue watching your team, um, whatever league you're in. Mm. No, listen, Robert, I can see it. I can see it for both ways. I, th- I think just because of the way people are feeling about the whole situation, you know, it's kind of... It's going mm-hmm. on for quite a while now. A lot of emotion involved in this, and it might be the initial stance by people, particularly guys that go away from home more or less every other week. So you may feel that they don't go to several games, but see, once the team starts winning, you start getting momentum again. You want to be party, you want to support your team, and I'm sure yep. guys like Ian and that will eventually go back. But it's just because the emotions are so raw at the moment. Uh, but if you're, you're the opposite, you're happy to go. Uh, you're saying you're happy to go. You want to and support. support your team, yeah. so. I get that uh-huh. as well So listen it's Everybody's got their own Individual kind of stance on this I think most people are happy Are you happy that they're actually Going to court Ian initially To try and fight the case? Or um, arbitration as it is now? Uh, in a way yeah Because uh, um, We had a Game in hand Over yeah. Was it Queen of the South? So You know if we won that game in hand Like if English football could return I'm sure Scottish football could return there that's the difference, but in the if your team's poor throughout the, throughout the season, yeah, fine, you get relegated. Um, if, you, if you're good enough, you win the league, you understand that. But having a game in hand, I feel, is the kind of bad thing towards us. Is that the bit that really in... sticks for you, that it was a game uh-huh, in hand absolutely. and it was only a point? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's, everyone understands that. There's a there's a lot of sympathy for Partick Thistle in particular. You know, Hearts were four points, which is a bit more of a difficult task. But Partick Thistle, you know, with that one game in hand, Alice, I don't think it sits right with anybody related to football. Mm. So, but you, again, I think Robert's been fair in what he says. You know, the football's been poor for a couple of years. You know, they've changed managers. So, you know, you know the way they've been going, they're not guaranteed to get out of it. But just because of the circumstances, they feel hard done by. Absolutely. Remember, you can give us a call tonight, 01419511025. Plenty of you are doing that. I want to take a step away from this just just briefly. And um, John McLaughlin says joint, he believes he's joining a Rangers side determined to stop Celtic's 10 in a row bid. The former Hearts keeper wants to challenge Alan McGregor for that starting place and believes he's going to be part of something special. There's a genuine belief amongst the players that it's possible, which is good to see. And uh, I think that. The last couple of seasons, the progress that's been made, the, the closing of the gap um, and and the way that last season uh, finished was cut short, um, the, the, there was definitely still a point to prove there. And um, and that's, you know, part of, again, uh, part of the excitement of coming here and joining this club and, and wanting to be part of something um, that could be fantastic to, to turn that tide and, um, you know, yeah, the players have definitely got that, that belief uh, that you can see. Um, that, that, that they can go out and achieve something this year, so it's great to be to be part of that and, and to see them so focused on on that end goal. I spoke to John along with the others in the media yesterday. He spoke very very well. He obviously said he believes he's going to be part of something special. There's a real positivity there that they can stop Celtic's ten in a row bid, and also he was saying how much he wants to challenge Alan McGregor. He says he's not just there to make up numbers to be part of the squad. Yeah. I really, really wants to push, but accepts he knows how difficult it will be to take that place off Alan McGregor. Yeah, it will be difficult to kind uh, of take McGregor's place, Alison. I think McGregor's been outstanding uh, for, since he's come back his second spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing about John McLaughlin is Scottish international had a good spell, a really good spell down at uh, Sunderland. I think in his first year he won uh, Player of the Year, and uh, they were disappointed to lose him because he'd made such a good impact. 
I like the fact that he's talking about he wants to challenge, he wants to push McGregor because for Rangers to get anywhere, they need from 12 to 22, the second string effectively to push the players in front of Malison. And when they do come in, they need to make a good impact. Uh, and then, you know, it's down to John to try and secure that first spot if he can get in there. Uh, but he, he spoke about belief. I think that's one of the things you've got to go into a season believing if you're a Rangers player that you can actually overturn something. He says, he, he, you know, that for me, they have to be a lot more consistent, particularly in the second part. Some of their performances were below, well mm-hmm. below par. And so they have to find the belief and in, in the solutions to teams that are defending uh, with a low block. It becomes very difficult for them. And, you know, and I think that's where they stuttered. So they have to come up with the solutions with that. But I think John McLaughlin's a good addition to Rangers. Robbie McGrory, McCrory signed a, a new deal today as well. Yeah. The young keeper who was on loan at Livingston last season, he's going to be at the club till twenty twenty three. Yeah, Rob, Robbie McCrory. Robbie McCrory. What did I say? Uh, no, no, I was just that saying. I said. A <laughs> so you got Robbie uh, signing a couple of year extension. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I was fortunate enough to work with him and his brother Alison when I was doing a bit of work with under seventeens. Mm-hmm. They are model professionals. The, the way they go about their business, so I'm pleased. Uh, Robbie went to was it Queen of the South last year for the first part of the season. Got a, a move in January to Livingston Did well there So he's progressing nicely So Rangers have now got three keepers Alison, you know, you've got McGregor You've got McLaughlin and Robbie So I think if the three of them can push Or the two of them can push McGregor Then it makes it bodes well for, for McGregor to be in good form One player that's left Rangers today Is Jake Hasty. He's gone back to Motherwell on a season-long loan Just less than a year after he left to join Rangers, 21-year-old winger made two appearances for Broxside. He spent part of last season at Rotherham and he says actually leaving Motherwell made him realise how much they helped his development. Development, yep. There's no two ways about it, Alison, because that, that season before he joined Rangers, he, he was a real emergence. Some of the goals he scored coming in off that right-hand side, pile drivers with his left foot. And he got the move. He's obviously had a look at him, Stephen Gerrard, and thought, right, okay, he's still got a wee bit of development to do. Went down to uh, Rotherham. I think he scored a few goals initially. Uh, uh, he did okay. But now he's back. He's going to Motherwell. And an interesting thing about it is if, and again, you, you take Twitter with a, with a pinch of salt. You know, there was a few uh, Motherwell fans kind of saying, oh, we don't want him back. But listen, see if he hits the form that he had prior to going to Rangers, then they'll welcome back with open arms. Is he an example of occasionally young players moving on Aye. too quickly and actually thinking the grass is greener and yes, they're going to get paid more yeah. but if it's about your development and playing football you look at, say, Alan Campbell or David Turnbull now who is obviously still at Motherwell which yeah. different circumstances but he is going to have longer at Motherwell that they're going to get games yeah. and time. Alison, the, the issue you have with that question is see when Rangers or Celtic come calling you're not sure you're going yeah. to get that opportunity again. I know. And the, the one thing about it is, as a footballer, you feel as if you can go there and make an impact. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's in that other position. You think, I'm going to go and tear this up. Now, I'm going to... Did Ryan Christie came to Celtic and went out and loan to Aberdeen? Yeah. Did they go to back to Inverness first? Or was it... Anyway, he went yeah, out and loan. He went on... Yeah, and and yeah. look what happened to him. So I think, there's, I think there's loads of different avenues for the development of these guys. And, and even just being at a club like Rangers and Celtic, with the two examples I've just used, you're working with better players. You know what level you've got to get to. And it just... It, it toughens you up, Alison, because all of a sudden you're going to Rangers and Celtic. You then realise that you're going back out and loan. So it's a kind of welcome to the real world. And then you have to find your way again and you have to perform and you have to work your way up to get into these first teams because it's not easy. It's easy to get there, Alison. 
but it's, not, it's a lot harder to stay there. You mentioned Motherwell fans and how you know a few of them are, are maybe not overly delighted that he's coming back because they're saying, well, you, you left, you went yeah. to Rangers. They're going to soon forget that if he starts the season the way that he was playing yeah. before he left. I think it's a very good addition for Motherwell because you yeah. look at the way that... You look at the team that you, Stephen Robinson is going to have yes. with him coming back. And I mentioned Alan Campbell, yeah. I mentioned David Turnbull, yeah. and, and Ricky Lamy coming yeah, in. Alison, he will know a lot of these guys. He knows the manager. And I think the great thing about this for him going back there is the way that they play will sit them down to the ground because they're playing a lot more free-flowing football last year than they did the year before. They're a lot more direct to guys like Maine and things. So for me... I think it's uh, I think it's a good move for the boy. It gives him a chance to play on a weekly basis, and he'll have good competition there as well because you know Motherwell did exceptional last year. So, and he's got a good manager on Stephen Robinson. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Lindsay. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray here with me, Alison Conroy, through until seven o'clock tonight. Alex, League Two sides, we've obviously spoken about the legal action today and yeah. when the leagues are going to start. We knew the Championship and League One had voted for a 27 game season. League Two have followed suit as we expected. So it means that all three leagues will kick off on the 17th of October, 27 game seasons. Yeah, we said this a few weeks ago, Alison, because of the nature of things, trying to get the, the leagues up and running. Uh, 27 games it's going to have to be, you know, we're going to have to adapt to the situation. It's uh, unprecedented. I mean, you look at teams like Hearts and Partick Thistle, the, the ones that will potentially be full time. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the expense and the thing, because they're geared up to actually go and play, but unfortunately they're not going to get that opportunity. So, Listen, I, I think everyone's just looking forward to getting back. And then I think one of the bigger questions is when can we start getting fans in? Now, we've obviously debated it over the, the course of the last... I think last it's going to be later than what we first thought. Well, I think the clubs are trying to put a little squeeze on... Uh, I, d- I don't think the clubs can really, really put a squeeze on the Scottish no, government. No, but they are trying. Uh, like, you, I can't even get my nails done. So, yeah, <laughs> When you listen to some of the reports coming out over the last couple of days about trying to get uh, people in by the end of August, you know, the I think rugby, that's, Scottish yeah. rugby, you know, I think it was no. Jason Leach has come out with not a date at all. So, maybe, we, maybe, maybe October. October. Listen, yeah. if we can start getting in, as I said uh, numerous times on the show, Alison, I've been watching the English Premiership more or less every single night. I'm loving it, but it's not the same. Did you enjoy Liverpool last night? Well, I, I did. I just because I said, I said, I said a couple of weeks ago, the technical, technically brilliant teams won't suffer as badly. You know, you, because normally when you get, get your Sheffield United, who are doing great. Yeah. You know, it's huff and puff. The fans, Bramall Lane, and things, and and, and they galvanise you. But see, when you look at Man City last night, I was marvelled. It was great. But in saying that, I think I think the Liverpool players had, had a few finished their party just before they came out on the pitch. Andy Robertson's still not sure if he was there or not. But you know the thing is everyone's saying Andy Robertson but if you look across the board they, yeah. were, they were all well off the pace and, yeah, It uh, wasn't a surprising result really was it? No and I think I, I think the great thing for Liverpool and I think it's uh, one of the, the, the great stories you know 30 years getting the, the title and I think it's going to be against Chelsea the second last mm-hmm. game of the season at Anfield again it won't be the same Alison there'll be nobody in the stadium but I think the way that Liverpool's went about their business is absolutely tremendous and, and one of the key things I, I heard as well it was saying that they they probably won't sign anyone over the summer. Mm-hmm. And you're just wondering what the ramifications of, you know, COVID is having on big clubs like that as well, you know, financially. 
But then if he doesn't lose any of his players, does he need to sign anybody? I've got to be honest with you, Alison. Who's going to leave? I know everybody's got a price, but who would but want... where, where, where would you go? That's Yeah, yeah but, but the thing is, they're winning the Premiership. You mm-hmm. know, last year, they're the, the, the World Champions. They're the Champions League winners as well. You know, uh, they're just a brilliant outfit. And working with a guy like Klopp must be amazing. 01419511025. Stephen in Burnside's giving us a call. Hello, Stephen. Hi there, how are you doing guys? Hope you're staying safe and well. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I'm a a long-suffering Thistle fan. Uh, I just want to put one point across. I'm actually going to reverse the question that's been asked about the bottom to the top of the league. (laughs) If the uh, Mm -hmm. Rangers of Celtic found themselves in the position where Thistle and Hearts have, where Celtic or Rangers have been a point ahead (laughs) and the decision was made to wrap the league up with nine games to go, it's Alex, do you think that would happen? For me, that that would never happen. Stephen, I think they'd be, I think they'd, I think they'd be taken to the cleaners uh, for that. For me, I, I think that would never happen. I just want to know your thoughts yeah. on that. Stephen, I actually seen that question on Twitter today, and mm-hmm. I thought there's not a chance that either Rangers or Celtic, depending who was top, would ever accept that in a month of Sundays. There'd be an absolute outcry. And when you when you when you get people coming on here and saying that about Partick Thistle, that's my my point. I, I can totally empathise. With Partick Thistle, uh, Hearts, uh, it's Um and, and, and I can also see the case for the teams that have actually won the league at a canter. So I see all that, uh, and even going back to my old club, Falkirk, as, as you yes. mentioned, one point, a difference between Rafe Rovers. So there's so many different connotations, but I have no reservations about saying if I was a Partick Thistle fan, I would want my club to fight the mm-hmm. case. And, and you're absolutely right, what you said, Stephen. If that was roles reversed at the top, there would be an absolute outcry. For it, would was. Never, it would never happen Sorry to interrupt It would yeah, never happen yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it, it, it would absolutely never happen And the other thing is as well Thistle could have got themselves relegated All by themselves But this is the most unfair decision In Scottish football Being a Thistle fan That I have I've watched Thistle for 40 years And I know I'll still go and see them When, when we can When the season kicks back in But there'll be a really bitter taste the, For the clubs that have voted against us That everyone's taken care of themselves And for Thistle to go down when there was nine games to go. For me personally, Alex, I think they called the decision far too early. I think they could have let it roll a little bit longer. I'm not saying null and void it, but even let it roll and we could have played the games yeah. out and, and see, see, see now, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we do now. So we could have finished off the nine games, two games a week, and that would have been that would have been it. The bugbearer for Thistle fans is there was one point, one point in it with nine games to go and we were coming on a bit of a run and we have played, I've watched them and we have played terrible football but no club, no club deserves that decision. Stephen, that, I think... That, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is my point. What Stephen says is, you know, we could have got relegated yes. all on our own <laughs> and if that happens, as Stephen says, if it's... Taking a chance. The players, and the club's own doing and they don't win games, then it's yeah. acceptable but... Stephen, I, I agree. I think the way they went about it, we won't go over all ground. Want a, a decision within a couple of days. I think it was called. I think we were probably the first. I think Belgium did it, but they didn't actually kind of implement it to further down the line. So I think we were one of the first to actually to, to do that. But in you know hindsight's a great thing. But when you actually look back, clubs probably couldn't afford the testing over the course of the summer as well which yep. may well have been an issue to actually get games up and running so I think there would yes. have been an issue with that as well and, and you're just trying to balance it out here Stephen to say the pros and cons but if I'm you I'm saying you, you obviously want to play the games I get it and, and the thing is it, it, it was a really tough decision for every governing body across the whole of the world you know trying to kind of 
DOC there's absolutely, no, no, there's absolutely no winners in this absolutely, at all, yeah. and that's and and hopefully it does get wrapped up soon. There is no winners in the decision today. Hopefully, common sense prevails and we get the right decision. There is no way they're going to get voted back into the leagues. That is pie in the sky. If we get some sort of compensation, it might make us feel a little bit better. But for me, being a Thistle fan, I want us to roll our sleeves up when we do go down and get ourselves back up there and have the, the backing of the, probably one of the best fans in, mm. in Glasgow Steve, for me personally Stephen, where back, them, back them to the hill St- St- alright okay so would that include away games as well Stephen we obviously have Ian earlier on saying that he would be kind of love to I, give I think, people money I think Ian's point is totally valid I think it's, it's very raw at the moment yeah. very very raw but if this will go on a bit of a run I think that they'll get the fans because Aye. this will can take between 1,000 and 1,500 away fans and that is a great, you know, it's like Absolutely, going to play yeah. away games. You don't want to miss that. I've been taking my son, he's a junior jag and uh, I want him to take him and grow up watching Thistle for the Absolutely. good and the bad but we just want a bit of fairness in this decision whether it's right or wrong but, but and for people to say it is you just need to kind of roll over and take it. The old firm would never roll over and take that. That would never happen. So no. why should Thistle... Yeah, you made a very good point there, Stephen. Thank you to Stephen for his call. It's the same, not argument, but it's the same points that come up from Partick Thistle fans and Hearts fans all the time. If we had been relegated at the end of the season, then fair enough, that's what happens. A team has to get relegated. Now, the argument is the season was played to a finish because the clubs voted to end the season at a certain point. So... It depends what side you're on in this. And Alison, it all boils down to self-preservation. Uh, yeah. and, and it always will be the case. I, I wonder if somewhere down the line we may well look at a different kind of structure here. You know, because if, if the clubs are just voting, then there may well be... Because we don't know it's, you know, around the corner. So it may well that they actually have a, a, a board of uh, people overseeing this rather than all the clubs having individual votes. Because, you know, again, I don't think this is the, route, the, the right process. I think there's better ways out there to do this. A little bit of signing news the the other way. Motherwell, were, who was Motherwell goalkeeper Mark Gillespie, obviously left at the end of the season when his deal ran out. He has signed a three year deal with Newcastle United oh, oh, oh. today. <laughs> no, listen, that's a great. He he's been one of the standouts. I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why Motherwell have done so well. I know you, Gordon Duncan, will be <laughs> devastated. But uh, you know the the. the I think the recruitment at Motherwell has been brilliant, Alison, but see, for a guy like Gillespie, and with the greatest respect to Motherwell and the, the level that he's been playing at, this is life-changing. When you start going to a club with the Premiership... and Started the fight, at Newcastle in the academy, has yeah. been out, been round the clubs, yeah. and that's him back. This gives him an opportunity to, to, to get some good money and then obviously try and play at the top level of English football. It's a great move for him. Stephen Robbins has always said that. It's realistic, you know. For a club like Motherwell and a lot of other clubs in Scotland are the same. If you bring a player in they do well obviously Mark Gillespie just left at the end of his, his deal Yep. but they know is Carson not back? yes Carson? he's back from injury yeah that's a so, bonus yeah. but they know players are going to move on and further their careers but while they're there and we've talked about the youth set up yeah. at Motherwell as well and the players that bring through and they give the youngsters Absolutely. a chance like Hamilton Ackies do like yeah. other clubs do I like that I like the fact that they actually give people a platform I, I, the recruitment's brilliant I think it's a boy uh, I used to play against him uh, was it Foley? Uh, the boy Foley used to be at uh, Port Vale mm-hmm. he's uh, the head of the, the scouting and they look around all the lower leagues Alison but see complimenting the lower league players who have come up you know, you look at Kip, Kipri as well they ended up moving on for about a million quid they just sold the young boy was it Scott to Hull mm-hmm. recently so James Scott he, James and he, 
got an injury but is now back and yeah, he, so, he scored the other but, night. But financially for the club, it's great. If you start getting kind of seven figures for these type of guys, it helps the club. You know, it's fan uh, run now as well, which is brilliant. Alan Burrows is doing a great job there. So everything's going well for them and I'm sure the recruitment will be the same this summer. Holding on to Stephen Robinson was probably their biggest relief in yeah, terms it, of for, for Alan Burrows. I, I was watching them on Twitter, uh, Alan Burrows, <laughs> but you've never seen a guy happier, didn't you know? So he was delighted that he managed to, to, to uh, keep uh, the manager. We're talking about we want to see football here. We want it to get started. Mm. Monday, the fixtures are out. Oh, I, I know, I can't wait, I can't wait. So listen, uh, as a player... The first thing you're looking for, if we one of the old firm, you'll look at that right away and just say, right, okay, when are we going toe to toe? And then you obviously be all the other derbies as well. And uh, I think it's great, Alison, because as a fan as well, it, it just gives you an idea of what you're going to, your, your, your start, if you get a difficult start, if you get a hard start. So I think across the board, everybody will be excited for Monday to come just to see getting some sort of normality coming back, all being it's going to be behind closed doors. We spoke to Mark Wilson about this last night. He said the same, you know. Oh, don't if, talk if to me about Mark Wilson. He's got Morelos at three quid. He was saying the same, but this season, in a sense, do you hope that the old firm games are actually, or the first one is slightly later? Because what we've been talking about, about fans being in, it's probably a fixture that you don't fancy of behind course. closed doors. Yeah, look, well, listen, I, I think it'll all be down to. Whether we get the games, I don't think you'll get the old firm game in before October, Alison. So the thing is, I'm sure it'll be there. But you look at the game last night, Alison, in terms of, you know, Man City versus Liverpool. I, I loved it. I actually loved the technical ability and so forth. So if the old firm's early, I'm sure we'll embrace it. 9am on Monday morning and we will find out. That's it for tonight. Thank you to all for listening. I'm back on Monday with Hugh Keevans. George is up next with GBX. GBX.